0: How y'all doing today? It's Mr. International, Mr. ATX, a.k.a. Mr. Bloody Bucket. Today we're bringing you a podcast with some bullshit, with some seriousness. We talking about minorities, representing things that ain't representing them. You know, also we laughing and joking, just shit y'all used to. Sit back and enjoy. Alright, yo, we back at it, man. Back at it like a motherfucking crack at it, pussy popping on a motherfucking handstand. <laughs> man, what's been going on, man? We both been working like crazy. Yeah, bro. You've been working like crazy. I've been living my best life.
1: Yeah, I man. Man, we did a whole, we did a whole fucking seven days straight. But shoot, man. Like we got some heavy topics to get into, man. Like we was having a conversation, man. I want you to get into that. So
0: the conversation that I brought up, <clears throat> so a lot of people, I know if you're from Texas, or you're from the South, you know who Chingo Bling is. Chingo Bling was like a big Hispanic artist that used to do a lot of parodies over shit. Okay. Wear a cowboy hat, cowboy boots and shorts. The ghetto vaquero is what he used to call himself, the ghetto cowboy. And so the elections real been big lately. Right. So... My man's was like everybody's pushing for Biden, pushing for Biden. And even at one point, he was pushing for Biden. And then he just said, Damn, us as Latinos, we don't have that many push people pushing for us. And it seems like that everybody that's pushing for us is pushing Biden, 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 Biden down our throat. And him also obviously not being a broke person, a person that makes a little more money than you know your average middle class. He started looking into this shit. Right. The more he started looking into the shit. He started seeing the shit about Kamala and Joe, the incarcerations, the tax, the shit that they've really been representing, even with uh, Joe Biden was vice president to Obama. And so me, I started looking into shit like that. And it's crazy because as a minority male, you know, what I'm saying I don't represent Trump. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give give that all. I think he does a lot of foul shit. But then again, I didn't like how all my people were like, either you're Joe Biden or you're white, you're whitewashed. But
1: see, you know, the thing is, it's like they are trying to force you to make a decision, like not to have a a formed decision. Not saying that you want to go the other way, but don't make it seem like I got to make this particular choice.
0: And that's what I'm saying, because there are so many people that are like, you're not Rasa, you're not Rasa if you're not riding with Joe Biden. But let's be real. Is Joe Biden riding with us? He's not. Is Kamala riding with us? She's not, not even as the black community because she incarcerates so many black males and females. Like if you look into this shit, you got to look at the numbers. People are looking at what well, Trump said this, Trump said that, and I'm not a Trump supporter. So I have to let that shit be known too, because a motherfucker not going to be talking to me, uh, like love people love to talk shit on social media. You're not going to be telling me that I'm a racist. I'm whitewashed. I'm a coconut because I'm not all of those,
1: any of those. I'm not none of those. But see, you know, the thing is, right, I look at politics is Democrat, Republican, different wings on the same dirty ass bird that are meant to separate. Boom. That's,
0: that's like when I was trying to have a conversation with certain individuals that I work with. And she said, oh, well, I'm brought up to where Hispanic people and black people are made to hate each other. And I said, well, that's really ignorant of you because. Ah, like, and I hate to be this person that, wow, this black friend, you know, that makes me not racist. Right. But, dog, you've known me for how long and I have ever came at you racial? If yeah. I ever came at you with nothing but a point of love? Yeah, exactly. And that's with everybody. I do that shit with any color of skin you are. You know, I'm not going to say that I hate white people. I'm not going to do anything. Man, if you treat me with respect, you have honorable character, I'm going to come at you the same way. So, like, everybody keeps bringing up these old generational curses that we're taught to hate this, hate that. You know, I don't hate shit i I could care less about what my grandparents say about certain individuals this that we're not living in their times we're new people. so if you're still holding on to the shit that's coming from back in the day, you're part of a problem
1: And see you know a, you know a lot of times people don't find growth so you got people that want to stay in certain ways and it's, it's all a form of tribalism so yeah. the whole the whole thing is is, is is built to keep us apart like if you keep us apart of course you could tear us apart like if we come together as a force and really put pressure on these democrats put pressures on these republicans on both parties then they'll really make the changes that's
0: what i was telling you earlier about the conquering divide and i said this shit, shit to you earlier and i'll say it now if you're not white in america you're a nigga. and people are like well you can't say that you're not black i said yeah i'm not black but i'm a minority just like y'all how much shit do we do the same we eat shitty food. Greasy food this good. We believe the same shit. We were both all taught to believe in the Democratic Party. You know, and I'm not a Republican. You know, I can't even say what I am. Right now, I'm just trying to educate myself. But I'm just saying the shit that we're brought up to believe. We're brought up to believe this ignorant ass shit. Like, me having this conversation with people. And I'm like, all I want to do is teach my kids about bettering their credit. I want them to have good credit by their 18 years old. Exactly. You know, me helping them do that shit because... I'm trying to build them up for success. And a lot of minorities don't believe in that shit. A lot of minorities believe that once you hit a certain age, your ass is done. They don't have to care
1: about it. So so to kind of jump back what you were saying, like, they they stuff is in these communities as well. So we get stuff in these communities, right? And I had a person say, you know, oh, all people, you know, from the inner city are X, Y, and Z. I'm from the inner city. And if I didn't really tell you or really get the details, you would never think that. And my goal is for you not to think that. You know what I'm saying? Like, my goal is I made it out, so now I'm trying to make something better of myself. Why would I join the military to put something on display that's not that? You know, because motherfuckers going to have preconceived notions regardless. Absolutely. Absolutely. So our so our goal is to actually make shit happen. So if, if we're doing infighting between everybody else, then, of course, the... And I, I'm not even trying to make it seem like it's a straight white against everybody else but y'all look at like how things like how things are structured in america right and and like and like how i'm looked at on a daily basis
0: and and that's the same thing too because so if you go back and you look at it so prior to me going on deployment there was two ortiz's right okay there's me and another uh, there's a gay ortiz okay so me a straight male uh the other ortiz doesn't have any tattoos me like, you, if you see me, I'm riddled in tattoos. Right. They're covering me. You know, I'm on their stomach, my hands, my arms. You know what I'm saying? So it's easy to pass judgment. So other Ortiz does some fucked up shit, fights cops, does some other shit, resists arrest. Um, the next day I work, they come to get me. And mm. they pull me out of my office and I'm like, what the fuck's going on? My first class is like, what's going on? What are y'all doing? You can come talk to me first. And they were like, well, he knows what he did. What did I do? go to sleep on a Sunday? the fuck right. you mean? What did I do? Because right. if I recall, I went to bed at 9.30 p.m. on a Sunday. What are you talking about? And they're just going hard. Oh, he knows what he did. Tell him to have his dress, his dress uniform ready, blah, blah, blah. And in the future, I, I ended up having problems with the same individual. That's the individual that lied on me. Right. And still continues to lie on me. Mm. You know? So, all that happens, and it just goes to show you that There's so many people that fucking judge you without knowing you.
1: Oh, bro, 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 Before you continue, bro, same situation with me. So a lot of people that know me know about the shootout that happened in Fallon, Nevada. So basically a bar fight broke out and my gun was involved, right? Mm -hmm. So the, you know, chain of command or whatever didn't know it was my gun, right? All they know it was me and a couple of other sailors, right? So they went up to the white sailor and was like, "You shouldn't be hanging out with these guys." He was the one who shot my gun. It wasn't even me. It wasn't the Filipino cat we was with. It was him. But the chief went up to him and was like, "Yo, you shouldn't be hanging out with these guys. They bad examples." You know, I'm not trying to throw dirt on my man's name. Like we, we cool, but he ended up getting in trouble two months later, and wanted to him getting in trouble again the that same chief coming to me like, hey, man, I apologize. He tried to extend his hand out to me. And I walked away. Like, that's, what the fuck am going to shake your hand
0: for? That's like when people are like, oh, well, you know, they can't let shit go. No. What do you mean we can't let shit go? I've had a chief say that shit because I don't want to accept your fake hug, your fake love right. all of a sudden. Right. You're not going to treat me like shit and then think you extend a fucking hand of fakeness and I'm going to be like, oh, oh yeah, yes, a yes. master. Yes, a yes, yes, master. Yes. I appreciate yeah, like, you giving Dobby the sock. Right, like, oh shit! You know, know what I'm Potter, saying, brother, I got yeah,
1: say. like, but no, you you know. But see, the thing about it is, minorities isn't like like isn't, but minorities aren't good at cold switching. Yeah. So and it's like the minute we try to show like emotion or if we get a little bit angry about something, we become the bad guy. It's like for me, if I'm arguing with somebody. And then I'll say this: um, I had an uh, argument with a white female I work with. Right? We we arguing about work. I happen to stand up because I'm trying to leave the situation. I'm about to walk away. It's getting the arguments going nowhere. First thing she says, "Are you about to run at me? Like what? Why am I come? Gonna...
0: Like what are you talking about? You know." And i don't mean to cut you off. So oh no, you good, brother? You're on that situation. I'm on that same situation today so one of the people that works for me little bitty girl she she's probably like four seven i think she said four seven four eight i can't remember the exact one but i know she's under five foot and then one of the other bigger girls came up to her and was like oh what would you do you know if a girl like me just started swinging on you and me being right there said if any bitch around here tries to to uh, swing on her i'm gonna fire off on you and she said oh you're gonna beat a female and i said that's not what I mean, and then the other girl was like, "He doesn't mean that," and I she was like, "Well, what do you mean? You're gonna fire off?" I said, "I don't have to fire off on you and hit you, but I'm not gonna allow you to hit this girl right here in front of me." And she's like, "No, you're aggressive. You're one of them, one of them males that'll beat a woman." And I'm saying, "No, I'm not." But it takes literally no effort for me to step in front and let you hit me, like. And I know the firing off is like not the best wording but it comes back down to me being a protector you know what i'm saying so you're you're either gonna um accept that i'm a protector i'm a protector and you understand that shit or you're not so people are like well what do you mean i and there's people that understand when i say you know i'm not ever gonna allow somebody to touch you you know i don't have to fight anybody i don't have to beat nobody's ass to understand that shit All that means is that you know if I gotta take every hit for you, that's exactly what it's gonna be. Nothing more, nothing less. You know, I feel you on that. But then it just takes it shows you how certain women, certain individuals, I'm not speaking on color or anything. You know, if you want to make your assessments on what color the individual is, then do it, you know, and I'm not gonna hold any judgment. But the fact that she was like, Are you gonna be the woman I'm scared? This, that, why other women were saying he doesn't mean it like that. He's explained himself. He doesn't mean that. You know, you're the only one that's doing over-the-top shit. And I said, and I told her, I said, and you keep telling people why I won't talk to you because you twist people's words and you like to play a victim for no reason. Well, exactly. You came up to said individual and you're trying to bully them. And all I said
1: was, I'm not going to let you hurt them. You know, given my word, it may not have been perfect. But I explained it right after. Bro, so look, same female, right? The one who I stood up, all of a sudden got scared. So she's mad because I'm not speaking to her anymore. So she comes up to me. And it's after you. So you try to get me in trouble over something stupid. So then you want to come on my face like, hey, how's your son doing? And I don't say nothing to you. I'm just talking to you about work. Like, Let's just get this work done. Then you want to say, hey, I want to have a conversation with you, just us. But then you go grab somebody like like we can't have a conversation so you can't come to me as an adult you got to go grab somebody like it's playing the victim role
0: you know that shit.
1: so then we have a conversation and then i then i tell you why i'm upset because you said something that wasn't true about me and then you're upset that it came back because you said something in private and somebody said it back to me so then you want to go behind my back after the conversation you asked for and say Uh, I don't know why he was like that, and I'm upset. So I I showed you my anger, but it's not. I'm not trying to rush at you. I just got loud, like you got loud. But I guess, I guess you can get loud, but I can't get loud.
0: That's like with the point where I was telling you, is, and I I don't want to make this black, white, brown.
1: No, no, I'm not saying that. That that was just a male and female kind of thing. I didn't even say the race. But that's what we. no, 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 I'm I'm about to
0: uh. I'm about to address a point that we were talking about earlier Okay. when we were talking about so you're a black male, I'm a Hispanic male. Right. And so if I said, fuck you, bitch. Suck my dick. What does that mean to you?
1: Oh, that, mean, that, that means... There, there's me. no more talking. Yeah, the, that, that means that you want to... you I
0: want to fight with you, but I'm, I'm saying there are so many Caucasian males and females, because y'all don't like to be called white. Cool. I'll respect that. They love to say that shit But then, when you react a certain way, so I've worked with them, you work with them, so you want to call me a punk ass bitch. But when I react, all of a sudden, you know, I'm the problem, not the problem that you're addressing me by something that my entire entirety of growing up, punk ass bitch is
1: like one of the worst things you can be called. And see, you know the thing, you know the thing is like this. So you a bear that's been put in a zoo, and you like, you know. Domesticated and shit, right? But they got these people want to come out with a stick and poke the bear. Yes. So you sitting there, you poking the bear, you poking the bear. So then when the berry at you like, oh shit, why is this berry at? Put him down. Yes. But you've been poking me for months. So the minute I show a little anger or I spaz out or I'm showing you how I feel, now nah, I'm the problem. That's
0: what I was saying, bro. <clears throat> so even like new job, old job. Both of them, same shit. I had to work with these people that talk about Hispanic people this, Hispanic people that, Hispanic people this, Hispanic people that. And when you correct them, you're a problem. You're a problem. You're a problem. Oh, I'm going off facts. What facts are you going off? of? Because we can Google the facts and you're not going to like them. And I've done that with countless individuals where they're saying, oh, well, majority of the rapists in the country are Hispanics. Um, they're not.
1: And see, see the, the thing, violent crimes, they're not Hispanic. So, 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 so the thing about it is the thing about it's, it's all about sample size. You can take anything and like skew the numbers. Yes. To your, you know what I'm saying? To whatever agenda you're trying to paint. The thing is, people don't think for themselves. You got people that live on Fox News, live on CNN. You take in one channel or one viewpoint, yes. and that becomes your viewpoint. Yes. See, the thing about me is I'm a black man, I'm from the inner city, right? I'm, I don't I, I don't stand there and see it anymore. I live in the suburbs right now, gated, you know, gated community right now. But see, the thing hey, about the, me is... Hey, from
0: the bricks to the birds. You know what hey. I'm saying?
1: But see, the thing about me is, I know that <laughs> life, and I'm into another one. And at the end of the day, I know I'm a black guy. I know how people view me. So sometimes I have to portray a certain image. Yes. But then you got some people who don't have to do that. They could just be them all day, every day. And be rude and shit but the minute i come off is that it's a problem see? so the thing about a minority or like me in this case i'm able to put myself in other people's shoes because that's all i got to do every single fucking day because i know i'm being judged off this off that like it's like t- like for me being out of the hood is harder than being in the hood and yeah the reason like the reason why I said that is a lot of times you get isolated cuz you're not around people who might not understand you or people who prejudge you and got yes. preconceived notions about you and it can make it can make you go crazy, right? And then it made you go crazy people are like, "See, he didn't belong here in the first place."
0: <clears throat> and that's like so I just I transferred what a month or two ago. Yeah. And you got to look so at the previous one installation command, whatever you want to call it. I was hated. I was I was identified as the angry brown male, this guy that's over aggressive, this, that. And then I go to another command where we're all the same there. So we're all minorities. We're all this, we're that, and I'm loved there. I'm not aggressive. I'm not this. You know, I'm just a man. I'm just a hard worker because they're not making free Conceive judgments of me. They're just watching work ethic, and that's what they're picking up on. So when people ask me, "Well, you hated this place so fucking much because I wasn't allowed to be anywhere near the person that I am without being judged," right? People were like, "Well, that makes no sense. Well, maybe you should change. Change what? People always want to say that you have to change who you are to survive in the Navy, and I want to be that example that says you don't. I'm gonna be the same motherfucker I was." Nine years ago, and people were like, "Well, you're not evolving." Yeah, I am evolving, but I'm still the same person. I love to do things like this. I love to go to car shows. I love to do this. I love to do that. I love graffiti. I love lowrider art. I love this shit. I love everything that makes me a Hispanic male that I was brought up being. I love sticking up for myself, you know. And people were like, "Oh, well, you got to develop and change." No, and you don't. People want you to change into something that you're fucking not. You know, because me changing has no reflection on my work ethic because the only time people want you to change is they don't want you to question anything they say. They don't want you to ever have any doubts. They want you to fucking follow blindly. And if you do anything but that, you're a problem. So when people are like, oh, when you say you don't ever let this, you don't ever let this Navy shit change you, what do you mean? That's exactly what I mean. I would never get on my knees for another man. You know, cause I'm a big strong believer on to prosper. I don't have to get on my knees. I don't have to suck your dick. I don't have to so, kiss your fucking ass. You know, to be accepted.
1: A lot of people don't get that. So a lot of people where you might pick up, you know, you know, you might put on a little rank or you might get a little extra job or whatever. A lot of people take that to heart. And I always look at it like this, bro. You can have this shit today, and the shit could be going tomorrow, man. Like I said, um, I think I mentioned this before. I worked with a dude. He put on higher rank or whatever, right? So, the, like, the dude moved up. He had his rank and shit. The dude got dropped down below us, right? Yeah. So, then after he got dropped down, he looking at us like, hey, guys. And, bro, we put that motherfucker through the gutter. Like, what the fuck, fuck out of here? You know what I'm saying? You already showed your true colors. Don't, no, no. Now that you down, don't try to reach up and try to grab our hand because we don't want
0: to hold it. That's the power complex, though. There's so many people that need to experience some kind of power in their life to make them feel better. And I've said it before. These are the people that are insecure in their lives, their relationships. So they wait till they get a position of power to be this tough guy. All of a sudden, you know, they got to be big and bad all of a fucking sudden out of nowhere. And that's not the way that it should be designed to be.
1: And see, bro, you know, I know it's crazy. So, you know, the place I work right now, right. They had a conversation about, racism in America and do what it this. So they ask minorities, right? All the minorities is like, yo, yeah, this happens, right? They got a room full of white people. And they're like, no, nah, America's great. It's like, cool. Like, look, my ex-wife is white. Yeah. So the way she looked at America and the way I looked at America, two different ways. She didn't look at America different until she had a black kid. So now she's forced because to look at America different. Child. Right. And then I don't know if I said this on the last part, my son is in an all-white area, so like I said, my ex-wife, my son is in an all-white area. Yeah. So my son is at school. Why is my son getting called a fucking moon cricket at the age of six? Why is he experiencing racism in a in a room full of white kids at a young age? The shit is motherfucking bread. like it's it's taught like. It, Motherfucker, it's, it's still being taught, but like it's being, it's, it like it's being covered up, and everybody, I like the shit don't fucking exist, bro. And that's what I keep saying because people are like, oh, everybody
0: wants to say, oh, racism's taught, it's taught, it's taught, but you don't want to identify it when it comes into kids because let's be real, bro. I've been a kid, you've been a kid, my little brother's been a kid, my daughter's been a kid. My daughter comes home talking about, oh, look at the beaner, four eyes, like what? Hmm. So who's teaching them that five, six years old? Right. Who's teaching that? Oh, they're just picking it up. They're just picking it up. And that's what the teachers love to say. Oh, well, they got it from somewhere. No, motherfucker, identify that. They got it for their
1: parents. And so then so then the crazy part, bro. My ex-wife then. So She didn't even, she didn't think it was an issue. Um, she like, let me, excuse me, let me clarify. It was an issue, but she thought she handled it by going to the school, blah, blah, blah. She didn't tell me. My son told me this months later. She didn't realize that shit affected him deeper, on a deeper level. And I try to tell her that. It's like, but she don't get it. You know what I'm saying? I can tell you plenty of stories of the one time the cops came to our house, because we, 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 me and her was play wrestling. I, I might have mentioned this before, but whatever. Me and her play wrestling or whatever. And my son happened to hit 911. The cops come. The cops was about to leave until they seen her walk by, had me step outside threw me in handcuffs and then they talking to her and i'm like yo she yelling let them go this and that i'm telling her to calm down and they telling me to shut the fuck up right yeah and they getting ready to whoop my ass and the thing about me is i'm so embarrassed because you got my neighbors looking at me this and that so now you paint a narrative about me without even knowing this shit. yeah so
0: because
1: now my landlord landlord's seeing everybody's this shit.
0: like oh he in here beating his girl That's
1: right like- right so then they finally let me go. And they're like, oh, so it's cool. They had to get me. They walked me all the way downstairs like, oh, are you good? She's like, can you let my fucking husband go? But I told her, I'm like, this is the type of shit I deal with. You don't have to think about it. So it's not a concern to you. Yeah. Now that you got this black kid, oh, now you think about the shit. That- and she told me she didn't think about racing since she was like 18, 19, 20. I thought about race when I was like motherfucking eight.
0: Dog, because that's what we're bred to be. I remember, like, having these conversations with my mom, dad, my older brother about being pulled over. Like, you imagine right. you you being a little kid thinking, like, so I had these conversations as a little kid. And then when it came closer to me getting my license, that's all they talked about was if you get pulled over. I remember my dad would go on for hours and me thinking, like, God, this is the most fucking annoying shit ever. Like, if you get pulled over... You gotta promise me you're gonna keep your hands in here you're not gonna talk shit. you're gonna be calm you're gonna do whatever he says he says get out of the car you're gonna have your hands lifted and i'm like what that's stupid nobody nobody's like that dad what do you mean nobody's like that and i experienced racism as a kid but i didn't think that shit because i, di- I didn't want to think that i didn't want to accept that shit yeah. like as my narrative and it's crazy because my older brother would be like oh. Well, That motherfucker is like, takes the cake on talking shit, rolling up the window. Fuck you. Fuck this. Fuck this. I'm not doing shit. Mm. And my dad always tells him, man, I'm going to get a call and they're going to fucking kill you. You're 30 years old and I'm going to get a call that they killed my son because he's fucking ignorant. And And he's not ignorant. He's just, he doesn't want to accept the bullshit.
1: Right. Uh, But the the, the thing is, the game is red. We still got to play it. The rules a little bit different. Like, that's like, I don't know if you've seen the recent news story, bro. So the cops came and this lady who just moved into this neighborhood, this rich little neighborhood, this black guy been living there for years. Yeah. The cops got called. So then the cops open his door, come to the house. Yeah. He's in his underwear. They're like, get on your knees. Get on. So they handcuffed the dude, walk him to the police car in his underwear. Then they go through the house. He pictures him hanging up and shit like that. This happened three weeks ago. You know what I'm saying? 2020. And then walk them back. Oh, sorry. Why you just they say he's like, I said, why are you in my house? I live here. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, it's crazy. Like, that's like what the
0: black father, black son, they rented the Airbnb. The fucking neighbors, the white people busted through their door, busted through the door. Talking about why are you in here? Are you riding the house? The kids yelling. It's a fucking Airbnb the whole time.
1: It's like, and who the fuck does that? My thing is the benefit of the doubt. And the thing, as minorities, what we talking about is we don't get the benefit of the motherfucking doubt. Like, we we, we fucking guilty. You got you to prove it an innocent. And fucking, even then, it's still a side eye.
0: You got to fucking constantly fight to prove yourself. For what reason? You can be better than every motherfucker in the room, and you still got to prove to fucking everybody else that you're better. And that shit's shitty. You can clearly be better than anybody around you,
1: and you still got to prove yourself. And I think that's the shittiest part ever. And I think that's why a lot of times, like, and we don't talk about it. That's why, I, and, I, and I mentioned it earlier. That's why a lot of a lot of us minorities we be having like mental breakdowns, and we don't even realize it. We have our like mental issues. Like we don't we, like, we don't see therapists. No, like therapy isn't something that's talked about. I think we need this shit, especially me. Like. I seen my first, I see my first dead body at 10.
0: And they expect people that go through this shit to not have any kind of psychological issues, PTSD, boom. But then you can have a motherfucker shoot up a school and his only trial that he fought in his whole life was his mom yelling at you that you need to go to bed at 7 o'clock. Oh, yeah, that matches, you know what I'm saying? One motherfucker's a convict, the other one, you know, he's mentally stressed. Cool, that makes sense. And I'll continually to to speak that because so many people have a fucking problem with that. So many, and that goes back to what you were saying, like because I don't support Trump, you know, and I've said that before and I said that again, you know, but I don't support Biden either. But Trump did invite racism in. He opened the fucking door for racism, and now they're all here and they're they're comfortable.
1: All right, no, so 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 I'm gonna put like this. He made it to where the people who's already racist comfortable to say it out loud. So I feel like they're sitting in their fucking recliner right now. I feel like, in. yeah, but I feel like Trump is more overt racism. Like, and I ain't saying all, but the people who are, and I feel like the people, some of the people who support Biden is more of a covert kind of racism. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I look at it, like we all in this form of fucking tribalism still, and this shit is fucking crazy. And I don't even think I got the answers for it to stop, but I just know a change need to happen. And I don't think we got that place yet. With the people we got now on both sides. You know.
0: You know, I'm a firm believer in what you're saying too, because it's true. You know, it's it's really true that um let's see how how can I say this? So a big thing that I've been on lately was the Black Lives Matter thing. And I keep trying to explain people to this. The biggest supporters are, of Black Lives Matter are white females and white males. So, like I said, the biggest supporters are, black, are white females and white males. And it's not even they're fucking supporting. It's because they want to feel so part of a cause. you know. So they're going above and beyond anybody else. You know, they're putting minorities down, this, that, this, that. Like, no, motherfucker, because you don't understand the struggle. You can't be above and beyond everybody else. I'm not saying that it's wrong for y'all to support it. I'm not saying that in in any shape, way, or fashion. I'm just saying that you need to be more understanding instead of just so trying to be in the fucking limelight for social yeah. media.
1: Yeah, like the shit got hijacked. It, it, and it hijacked that people turn the shit into like a fucking hashtag. Exactly. So... Oh, this brings me into, I recently, I got an email from a female who listened to a couple episodes. And she was like, I don't like the way you said this, and you talk about that, and this and that. But I go to her page, she all trying to, you know, oh, I'm, I'm here. And the reason why you're supporting black people right now is because you got a black boyfriend. Let you and him fall out, then what? And I, and, and, and. I'm not saying that you won't feel the same, but you're bigging up the cause because you're quote unquote feel connected. But let's say he cheat on you. Then it's going to be fuck him in for out. And I ain't saying you would do that, but eh, I'm saying you'll do that. (laughs) I mean, if you're not going to say
0: it, I'm going to say it because there's plenty of them that you see it. So I'm in high school, every black girl, or not every black girl, Every white girl loves the black males. They love the football players, the basketball players, any kind of black male, right? Because it's it's time to piss off daddy. But now, if you look at the way that they're talking on Facebook, the blacks, the Mexicans, and they were they were fucking around with all of them, any kind of anything that was color they wanted. And now all of a sudden, we're criminals, we're rapists, we're this, we're deadbeats, we're not helping the economy. Hey, a newsflash: a lot of y'all motherfuckers are still living at home. Pregnant, two kids, and you're still living with your parents. Baby girl, I haven't lived with my parents since I was 18 years old. Ooh, facts. And I have a great job. I have multiple vehicles. Baby, I got money in the bank and good credit. So if you really want to go there, I'm getting tired of all of these fucking white females that I went to high school with claiming that they know us. Newsflash, you never left the town that we're from, baby. Uh, Come on. So who really ain't shit? You want to look at it like that? Who really ain't shit? Talk to them. You still work in a mediocre job thinking $13 an hour is something great. And it's not. And I'm not saying that in an offensive way, but you have no room to be shit talking to anybody if that's your fucking goals in life. You think you're better than so many people? I'll wipe my ass with that.
1: And see, you know, the thing is... People are getting not getting a fair trial, and, I, and I'm not one of them guys where every guy to get murdered, I'm like, yo, he 100 said right or wrong. If a criminal get murdered and he get caught and trying to shoot back, well, but if it's an innocent guy getting fucked up, I don't care what he did in his past or whatever. None of that shit got to come up. That shit fucked up.
0: Bro, and they do that shit so much to justify You can be walking in the fucking store, bro. AirPods in, living your best life. Whoa. You just got your dick sucked. You're in the best mood you'll ever have in your life, right? right? And you're going to the store on the sidewalk. Cop pulls you, tells you to stop. You turn around. He's like, take your hands out of your pocket. You don't pull them motherfuckers out fast enough. You're dead. Whoa. You know what? They're pulling out a conviction that you got 13 years ago, and that right. makes you a criminal. No, the right. fuck you don't.
1: Right. And, and that shit is wild. Like, I, it's like, I just, don't, I just don't get that shit.
0: You know, and the sad part is they love bringing up old shit. Let me. Let me get drunk. Let me go fucking hit a civilian, do some stupid shit, uh, go get in a fight with somebody, shoot somebody. And all, this, all these good shits that I've done throughout my life, they ain't no longer important anymore. They're not going to bring that shit up. They're not going to show my deployment pictures. They're not going to show my Navy pictures. They're not going to talk about any of my awards. You, you know, know what they're going to talk about? Oh, this motherfucker was smoking weed when he was in high school.
1: It was crazy. I remember when the Trayvon Martin shit happened, right? Yeah. I'm at work, you know, around all military people. And this, this, this you know, this female sitting there and talking about some, uh, Trayvon deserved to die, this and that, blah, blah, blah. She's going off. And then, I, and then her friend kind of seen my face and she was like, uh... I don't think everybody feel like that in the room. And she's like, "Why he shouldn't?" And this is what she said, and I quote: "He shouldn't have been in the neighborhood, but the family live in the neighborhood. He shouldn't have been in the neighborhood, but no, you it, know what she wanted to say? He shouldn't have been black living in that neighborhood. But see, my thing is, if you anybody, black, white, Hispanic, Indian, whatever, if you you being followed, somebody seeing that you saying you suspicious, right?" And then the cops telling you in the car, "Hey, back off. We we'll handle it. Whatever." But we know what that might be. But you sitting there, you following somebody, and I notice you follow me. Then you hop out your car, so now you got your gun in your waist because now now you feel like a big man because you got your gun, right? And you approaching me, trying to like run up on me. I'm gonna knock you the fuck out too. I don't know you. I notice you've been following me. Now you are running up on me. <clears throat> Excuse me. I whoop your ass. Now your pride hurts, so you pull out and pop me. That's the thing, though, bro. That's
0: like, that's only for me. If you're following me and I'm scared, I'm walking, I'm running, I'm trying to get away from you, and you continually follow me and jump at your car, what else do I have to do besides defend myself?
1: And see, you know what? And then I'm going to go ahead and get this out the way now. So I already know if you're listening, you think opposite. Your counter argument is, well, this this type of stuff happens in the hood. And that's different you're talking about gangs or whatever, beefing, that's some street shit, and they handle it between street people. But this is a kid and a grown-ass man being followed. It's too too different. Like, you can't compare. That's two people who chose a life that they chose and ain't moving down that path. We got a kid, and he might have done something in the past or whatever, but that shouldn't matter at that exact moment. Because it's people speaking on shit that they don't understand.
0: So people are like, oh, black-on-black crime. Oh, brown-on-brown crime. Colored crime. Like, no, motherfucker, you, you try to use situations that don't justify themselves. You ju- you're you trying to justify people that are in a, a gang environment, two blocks don't get along with each other, and it's constantly on site. Is the same thing of a policeman coming to pull you over that's supposed to be trusted and to protect the community, coming to pull you over for no fucking reason walking down the sidewalk and shooting you. Or a white man that's not a policeman following you down the fucking block when you're trying to make it home. Following you, you're getting worried about it. You're alarmed. Um, your fucking first instinct is to fight back, but he shoots you. Oh, you know what? You shouldn't have been on the sidewalk. Hey, but I live on this street. Oh, well, you should have just let him
1: do what he needed to do to you. Why? And then, like I said, once again, hey, bro, we ain't, ain't have just so talking. Much, I bro. Have so
0: much more to say about that shit. I
1: got you. I got you. I, but, bro, like we ain't just talking on our ass. My boy used to be a cop. I wanted to ride along with him, right? He had one of his uh former white partners. He from the suburbs. He came to be a cop in Detroit. Every black person to him was a fucking threat. Old black man down the street, hand by his gun, hand shaking. I'm like, bro, chill out, bro, relax. Like, you know what I'm saying? We talking to, so we pull some kids over or whatever. The kid, they threw their little weed out their pocket or whatever. We pull them over and we talking to them and stuff. And it's like, you know, we sent them on their way. But my man was just ready, like in his mind, everybody was the enemy, and that's why we really need people policing their own areas. Back in the day, at least with the black community, before the Bloods and crystals formed, you had the black panthers. Before the government went and split that up, they took the heads off. But these people was going around protecting their own neighborhoods, delivering food, and it got turned into something else. If you really, if you really want to look at it, when gu- uh, when when drugs got shipped into the inner city communities. Put, put it like this. Like, if we, like, if all these communities are broke, where did the drugs come from? They had to get over here somehow, right? And people in these uh, inner city neighborhoods ain't got money Well, where it come from then. You know what I'm saying? So drugs get there, right? And then you can take it back to uh, to the whole fucking, uh, back when the shit really popped, like the Just Say No campaign, all that shit. You know when it really popped off? When it hit the suburbs. Yeah,
0: exactly. When the drugs
1: set the suburbs, that's when it became a fucking issue. When doing crack. That's when it became an issue. But it wasn't an issue when it was like you know in it, I mean, in the fucking inner city. It wasn't an issue. Hey, man,
0: I don't mean to interrupt the seriousness, but history was made tonight when Gucci got his ass beat. Oh, man.
1: <laughs> he got it fucking worked. listen man uh gucci he went more towards his mixtapes you had to really bend into his mixtapes he could have went with a couple more hits but he went with his mixtape game and that's you know that's what he did but you know like you saw a lot of the most you know the most funniest people in the world be some of the most serious and the most thought-provoking the most insightful motherfuckers you can ever meet. So if you if you ever met me or you met Austin, you just see us as like funny guys. Then you might not really know us like that, because that that's just what we're showing. Yeah, it's way it's it's, it's way is way deeper below so the I'm surface.
0: A, I've been a big person. I've always been that you smile to keep from crying. So exactly. You always have this front on you. Now I'm not saying I'm the weak individual, but You'll always have this front on you. You won't know something's bothering me. Even when I'm at my worst, all I'll be is quiet. And people will be just like. Oh, exactly. he's mad. I'm the same way. He's mad. He's, he's mad. Quiet. He's mad. I'm just, I'm just That's chilling.
1: Like, it's my regular face. I can't just relax. You know what? I met a dude in Japan. We chilling. We out in the club. And he just happened to look at me. He said, Bro, you see Cook over there, bro? He's like, I, I just not noticed. He ain't somebody really, he'll fuck somebody up. He's like, he didn't been through some shit. Somebody's like, well, why you think that? He's like, you got to just look at how he move, regardless of not the shit he show you. You got to watch how a motherfucker move. And then, like, he told me something about myself that, I like, I hid. And I'm like, damn, I thought nobody seen that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, you know, the people who know, they know. Yeah. The real recognize real. And, you know, if you're on that bullshit, we already know that too. If you can identify anything, you're
0: going to understand it. So that's when people are just like. Even coming from where we we used to work together, it's like constantly, oh, you're this, that, you need to work. I don't really need to work on anything. Y'all are upset because I don't talk to y'all because I don't trust y'all. So you want me to be pouring out. Y'all don't know anything about my life, my personal life, this, that, my family. You never will because I don't trust y'all enough to tell y'all anything because you're not trustworthy people. You are shady individuals. They use anything that you can get from a person to fuck somebody up, and you're, I would never have somebody throw something back in my face. I'll sit there and suffer in silence, be quiet, and people are like, "Well, it's not good to suffer in silence," and I don't because if you're close to me and I need to talk, you know what I'm saying? I'll, I'll hit you up. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll hit you up, and I'll be like, "Hey, bro, I just need to talk." Yeah, man, let's chop it up.
1: Let's get let's, let's, let's fucking get into it. Yeah, that's the thing though.
0: People think they have so many, so much shit understood that like. Oh, if you're not this, you're not that. Something's wrong with you. You're fucked up. Like, no, bro. Maybe I just don't want to talk to y'all again.
1: Right. But no, man. No, man. But, you know, the, the, to, to, to kind of lighten the mood, uh, Gucci let me down. Yeah, Gucci
0: got that work tonight, bro. And I've been telling it all week. For all you motherfuckers that was talking about Gucci this, Gucci that.
1: But but, but I ain't going to lie, man. As far, yeah, I... But as far as GZ go, man. Uh, bro, I, I stayed bumping him in high school, man. Like, he was, bro, I ain't gonna lie, man. You don't like you, you turn on some fucking Jeezy, you ready to fuck somebody up.
0: That's what I'm saying, though. Like, so if you, but it also with that same shit being said, if you go back to uh Jeezy, you are just talking about Jeezy, my bad. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, Jeezy
0: not- is where it's at, bro, because Jeezy had me wearing a pair of cut off dicky pants made into shorts, all black hoodie with a jersey over it, walking with my Reebok classics all black. All right, so look, like I was hot shit, ready for well, anybody to start this. Alright, so
1: look, I ain't I told this to throw it in a pot, and when I ain't drinking, I'll get it back into this later. But Gucci was playing when I got on my first shootout. So we downtown Detroit, right? And I, I'm I'm gonna tell some of it. We downtown Detroit and we over at uh we over at St. Andrews in, in in eight miles called the shelter or whatever, but we had St. Andrews. Okay, that's where Eminem was battling. Right. So we in that spot. But but it's kinda it was kinda like a club or whatever. So we in there, you know, and they gave us some Cartier glasses. Carties in Detroit. Carties Yays, buffs, woods, sticks, you know, all that shit. What we call these to be honest glasses. i never
0: knew what they were until i heard motherfuckers talking about we wearing the all-white buffs in this yeah bitch. yeah yeah so i, I buffed
1: like, up yeah I'm, I'm you know what i'm saying i'm, I'm buffed, buffed up out and there. i was like i'm you buffy man you
0: yeah last dude, ain't buffed up yeah that's the i'm buffed up and it it was a pair of glasses
1: i was like ah, <laughs> so like bro these glasses in Detroit. you got these glasses you the man so my homeboy oh before i jump back into the story my homeboy oh had a had a pair of woods so I'm at the crib. I turn, I'm turn. i throwing his woods, right? And in Detroit, when you got a pair of buffs on, you the fucking man. I'm in fucking Home Depot, and a lady helping me with the woods. Like, yo, so what you doing later on? You turn the buffs on. If you a fucking six, you become a 10. If you a fucking two, you become an eight. Like, bruh, like your whole, it can, you can have buffs on and some bummy-ass shoes, and a girl will double take at your ass. But back to the story. So that's like being a navy nigga with a beard. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> so uh uh dude got on, so they gave out some diamond uh cardies, right? And the dude who got them happened to be cousins with my boy. I didn't really know boy who won the glasses, I just knew he was connected with my man's, right? So he won this two thousand dollar pair of glasses, right? Yeah. so he rocking these bitches outside the club and shit, you know what I'm saying? And one of my homeboys, who I ain't really cool with no more, my little light-skinned homeboy, he had the he had the bitches or whatever, right? He was one of them. He secured the bitches. He, he was that nigga to the, like, to the squad. So he had about three or four females. He chopping them up or whatever. Then niggas came and snatched the yays off my man's face. So when that happened, you know what I'm saying, fight break out. So me and this guy... Uh, one of the guys I came up with, one of the street guys I came up with, and he he done dirt in the streets, we run back to the whip. He started handing out pistols. Now, this is my first time ever shooting a gun. So my first gun I get is the D-Eagle, bro. Like, I shot that bitch, and my, my hand went back. You know, are <laughs> you wild? So my hand went back. You know how you know you uh you got that gay dude that throw his arm back. That's how my arm went back with the motherfucking uh. All right, we all right, you about it, all right? <laughs> put the put the blinky up, man. So so my arm went back. So then he was like, yo, he did my yo, he did my ass like uh, Will Smith off uh Man of Black. My man handed me the 22. Like yo, you get that? That's your gun my for the man. night.
0: First so we handle kids, what's when we have kids in Texas
1: they, For the first time we're gonna give them a 20. So so boom, we run into the uh we run back into the fray, shots start ringing out, right? So I can't shoot. Hey, what, I shot what jeezy song was playing though? Huh? What GZ? The, the 3 a.m. you, you seen how I hopped up doing the Jeezy like? you know what I'm saying? You know I was uh, like pause pause it up, pause
0: okay. it up, pause okay. it up, pause well, it up podcast, wait up, we putting it on. We putting it on. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? We can always type. We can only type as fast as uh my fingers allow me.
1: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? you know he, hey, look, you know he only got one good arm. I only got one good
0: arm. Y'all know that shit. GZ3am, there it be. <laughs> it better be explicit. If it ain't explicit version, I want it. That the one. All right, now continue the story. So like set the mood. This shit
1: bumping. All right, so boom. boom I just boom, handed boom, you boom. a Glock. You know what? You know, I'm gonna fully set the mood. Go ahead. So we at the car. Yeah. Guns being passed out. All right. So <laughs> so look guns being passed out right boom so i get the pistol Oh, light-skinned cat home light-skinned homeboy got the girls in the car and he like y'all be safe bitch, get down no 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 this is what he said <laughs> he said y'all be safe <laughs> hey bitch cover your head so you know what i'm saying we run back and at this time i'm skinny i'm skinny so i keep a pair of brass knuckles on me
0: so, so. If y'all didn't know my nigga was skinny he was uh A toothpick.
1: Yeah, I used to be. I used to weigh like one twenty five. I I weigh like 250. Now it's one twenty five. All right, my nigga, man, two seventy four. (laughs) But (laughs) I. So look, we run into the fray. My first couple shots, I I I I, I fucking dart up a fucking stop a fucking stop sign. I shot a stop sign up. So I shot a stop sign up, right, and. I ran out. So, boom. We get into the fight. I break out my brass knuckles. Long story short, we didn't get the buffs back. But we fighting. Then the cops started randomly searching people. So, we had to toss the tools in the fucking, like, on, in the fucking ground. We toss them on the side of this building. Hey, cops grab us. Hey, DeMarcus, what's a tool? <laughs> you talking about a power drill? So, look. Cops grab us, pat us down, and all this other shit. And then let me... I know the motherfuckers who, who listening like, ha, see, the reason why all this shit happened is, and I'm, I'm going to tell you why, those who, if you ain't never listened to another one of my podcasts previously, right, the only reason I started doing street shit is because when I was 11 years old, cops pulled me over, right, and they stopped me. They said, freeze, my hand shook a little bit. The cop put a gun straight to my fucking head. And said, I told you not to fucking move. Went through my pocket and threw everything on my pocket. And he said, the reason why I pulled you over is, or or I stopped you while you was walking, because you look like somebody. Then he's like, well, you're not the guy I'm looking for. And then he got in his car laughing. like He's like, what you doing in this neighborhood? It's a bad neighborhood. I said, I live down the street. And he said, you need to find a better neighborhood and started laughing. And him and his partner hopping in his car and pulled off. That day, I sat there. I see that. That day, I sat there crying on the fucking step. And I called my cousin. He told me, welcome to the world. And from that day on, I was like, I'm going to give you a reason to take me down. And it's fucked up. And I ain't saying it's right. But that's just me, young, as a young kid in the inner city. Like, I'm going to give you a reason yeah, to fucking yeah. take me out. So the fast forward back. So boom, fight breakout. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. For the you know, for the motherfuckers that, that's gonna try to dissect this shit. So fight breakout. Uh we get back to the whip and shit. And Jeezy playing, and Jeezy just got me wanting to do it all. Like I'm talking about like that night, I was ready to fucking catch the catch a body that night. That's that's the kind of shit I was on. But you know what I'm saying? Like when you riding for your team or you riding for your squad, like you will never know that feeling until you're around a bunch of people. You feel like, yo, these are my guys. i trust these guys. They got me. And, you know, you're just trying to make shit happen. Because when you're in those situations, when you in an inner city, you, you need... literally
0: depend is on each other. Boom. So if that's something you can't understand, this conversation means nothing to you. Because right. you don't know what it's like to have to depend on another individual that's pretty much going to love you like your mama. Because the saying is that I've always heard... Nobody will ever love you like your mother. And then you click up with these people. And I'm not saying they're always all good because you hit situations where these motherfuckers are trash. But also you
1: hit situations where these motherfuckers are going to give their last breath for your ass. But see, you know what? And i tell you this. I remember mean, my first time getting jumped. Cash caught me slipping. My boys went and caught some of the cats who caught me. And then they did them dirty. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's that... it. It's that love and respect, and, and that's why and that's why a lot of people join these gangs because, for me, I try to go get a job. I try to go to Foot Locker. I try to go to these places. I was getting turned down and turned down and turned down, and then on top of being fucked with by the cops and shit like that, you're going to turn into the people who got their hands out. And for me, it was a local drug dealer who was in the neighborhood and I, that was my idol. That's who I looked up to cuz he was the dude going around in the whips, passing out money and that's what I seen success as. And I'm not saying that's completely right. But that's what I seen at that point but in time.
0: That's the first That's
1: the first like fucking role model or idol, not or whatever. Even
0: role model idol, that's the first like What do they call it? Your
1: perception of success, that's the first boom, one you have, right? And then it wasn't until And for me i'm gonna tell you the big changing point for me is my high school principal right instead of suspending me when i got in trouble he kept me in school so he had me cleaning toilets and stuff like that became a janitor so i was able to keep up with my work and then during the summer instead of me running around the west side of detroit you know linwood dexter puritan all that shit he had me. Uh, he gave me. A, I got an internship for computer corporations, and uh, and then and then working at this corporation, I got to see a lot of shit. So I had an internship there as a high school kid from Detroit, and I met a dude named Kyle, who went to the suburbs. Uh, he was in Troy, Michigan. I can't remember the school he went to. And the way we both we both looked at the opportunity different. Right. For me, it was life changing for me to be at this corporation. I had access to the gym. I'm playing basketball with the CEO and all this other stuff. But for Kyle, it's, oh, I'm at my dad's job. Oh, I got to work here for the summer. But we ended up becoming cool. But the way we looked at it was different. And after the internship, I'm hopping on the bus and Kyle hopping in his old vintage uh, fucking Corvette and i and i took that same drive and uh if if anybody follow me on instagram you can go look at the picture of the stanley cup on my instagram page that's when i worked at computer corporations i had the internship there over the summer and th- that's one of the big things that changed me that it was like all right i need to start focusing on getting out of the situation i'm in and this i had to sit i had to um sit down with the ceo the ceo he set me down and he said yo look outside I looked outside and I seen people sitting at the bus stop and a guy sitting in a cardboard box by his building. And he said, what do you want to be? He said, you're going to struggle either way in life. This is a white man telling me this. He said, bro, it's always going to somebody hate you. You're always going to struggle. You want to struggle at the top or you want to struggle at the bottom? And he was like, which one you want to do?
0: Dude, that's like So you seen the series that was like real big at one point on Netflix. Uh, What is it called? Uh, the Get Down. Yeah, I, I love The Get Down. The Get Down. And it's the same thing. So he's going through this shit on. So he's fighting that battle of where he was brought up, the people he was brought up on. It's like a passion over reality. And he gets asked that same question. What are you going to do? Are you going to chase an imaginary dream? Are you going to succumb to reality? Because the reality for a lot of us, you know, and I'm not saying don't chase your dreams, but the reality for a lot of us is struggle, is struggle. And you're taught struggle so much that all you know how to do is survive. You don't know how to succumb and prosper. That's the big thing when a lot of people ask me and I'm telling them, you have to do more than just survive. Like so many people are so content with just surviving. You're gonna have to prosper through your, your survival, like you're gonna have to learn how to do everything. So people ask me all the time, "Damn, bro, you're doing all this shit for like extra money on the side," because I don't want to just survive, dude. I want is that
1: is, and see you know what, and then that's why you you told me about it, bro. I was all for it. For one, for one, you showing drive, and for two, you showing your daughter some more. They like. Daddy did this and that and that's gonna instill in them like yo you know what I gotta go get it like my dad got it or or when they start dating they're gonna they're gonna find a man that's like like my dad I need I need I need a man that's bringing it in and doing the th- excuse me excuse me doing the things that my daddy did and that's the
0: thing that I've always like so one of like my oldest mentors and this is before the Navy, told me. Everybody's every male is like so focused on not having daughters because they're scared to raise them. And all you have to do is show your daughter what to expect in a man. Mm. Because, like whether you like it or not, your daughter's gonna you're gonna be the first example in her life. Right. So she's gonna look to you the way that she looks to another man. So if you're there for your daughter, you know, you're hyping her up. You're taking her out. You're treating her what a man's supposed to do. You're treating her right. You're talking to her right. You're loving her unconditionally, regardless of what happens to her. Because that's something I'm big on, regardless of how big, how mad I, I may be at my daughters or whatever. I want to talk to them. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that I'm a perfect individual and I don't yell, but I do talk to them. Right. And I tell them, hey, man, you know, you know why I'm upset? You know why dad's mad? Because you're really disappointing me. This isn't you. I don't understand why you're acting like that. Like even when they're having meltdowns, and I tell them, and I tell them this all the time. I say, "Baby, what's pro- what's the wrong? What's the problem?" Well, dad, this, that, this, this, and they're crying and they're upset, and I say, "And what is this doing for us? What do you mean?"
1: But see, so, you know, I'm saying that I you're crying
0: that. and you're screaming, and what is that helping? It's not helping nothing.
1: I seen that, man. Like, you a got that makes it happen. So, I seen my me, me Like, me, was chilling. The dog was like, I can't go to sleep until daddy come up here and, and read this story or do this. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that stuff goes a long fucking way.
0: But that's what you have to be. You have to be the first example. And I say that, like, regardless if you're fucking a stairway away from your daughter or you're fucking a thousand miles, she's still going to remember that, man. She's always going to remember that man. And if you can't be that man to your daughters, you can't be that man to anybody else. So you may put on a little pump fake. You may do this. You may do that. You may try to act like you're the big dog on campus. But if you can't treat your own daughter that good, what makes you think you're going to treat a woman good? And if you can't understand that, you're obviously too immature to be listening to this shit at the moment.